Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, everybody, we are live. The first ever Waiting for Next Year.com podcast after a Cleveland Browns playoff victory. Maybe even the first Cleveland Browns playoff victory in the lifetime of my co hosts. We are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. We are live on Twitter. We are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And the Cleveland Browns have won a playoff game. I want everybody to remember what they had for dinner. I want you to remember who you sat with. I want to remember which clothes you are wearing. You have plenty of time. I sweat through my sweatshirt tonight. You have plenty of time to get it all cleaned up, all laundered, washed, dried, folded, and ready for next week. The Cleveland Browns have won a playoff game. For the first time since I've been able to drive, the Cleveland Browns have won a playoff game. No, they didn't beat Big Ben in his prime. No, they didn't. It's fine. But when they did, he cried on the sidelines. He cried to end his career in all likelihood with the Steelers. The Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a playoff game without their head coach, without 17 players, I don't even know, with a guy that Baker Mayfield didn't know playing left guard in the second half of the game. The Cleveland Browns did what they needed to do. They came out, they punched him in the mouth early. Yeah, it got a little ugly, it got a little scary. We're a little bit scared, but they made it through. They made it through. They won the game. They exercised the demons. The Cleveland Browns won a playoff game! <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, 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 I'm speechless. I knew that I was coming. Believe, I knew it was coming, but I cannot believe that just happened. I don't even know how to follow up with that. Craig, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Well, that was... guys, that is Craig Lindell. He just unexpectedly, he said 30 seconds. That was a solid minute of beautiful. <laughs> I don't even, I, there's no words that describe what just happened, but it was absolutely was beautifully amazing. done. That was amazing, yeah. So, wow. Josh and Joe, <laughs> we are back with the Browns Instant Insights Podcast Edition. As Craig already said, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. I hope, do you know what, for Juju's sake, just so he watches this, I hope we're live on TikTok. <laughs> live on TikTok. <laughs> live Twitch. on TikTok. <laughs> but seriously, the Browns just beat the Steelers. That that alone, that alone is satisfying. But I'll add to it. The Browns just beat the Steelers 48-37 in Pittsburgh to end the Steelers season and to advance in the playoffs. No matter – I think I'm awake right now, but that feels like a dream. Joe, how do you feel right now? It's amazing, man. I, I We've never feel – we've never experienced this, man. Like, this is – Oh, by the way, as like we've never felt this before, it's been 26 years. So I was about three or four, I was three or four years old. 
So I literally do not remember the last time the Browns won the playoff game. Yeah, this is unbelievable. The way they just went out there and just kicked their ass, quite frankly. Just, they went out there and just they took it to them, and, and hey, they never let them back in the game. It, it got a little bit tight in the third and beginning of the fourth quarter, but Baker put it away, and what can we, what can we say about Baker, man? No the words. I, there's three up. words. No, okay, my bad. I can't even count. It's twelve fifteen on a Monday morning, and we all have to work then tomorrow. But besides that, there's two words for Baker Mayfield's performance: franchise quarterback. Yep, yep, that was unbelievable. Uh, he just every time, every time they needed a drive, he did, he did it. We saw numerous drives in the second half where the team was. It was getting a little dicey on defense. We knew we knew coming in that this defense didn't have didn't have the guys available to really hold them down for a whole game. Um, and Baker Baker knew that and stepped up. And man, what a what a performance, man! He was he was lights out. It, he would have even had a bigger game if there weren't so many drops by the uh, tight ends and the receivers in this game. It was. It was remarkable, and we—it was clearly seen that we had the better quarterback, and that's great. To, that's great for the Browns. I'll never like be happy about another man crying, but I'll make <laughs> an exception for Michigan and Pittsburgh. Seeing oh, yeah. Big Ben cry while sitting by himself on the bench was one of the most satisfying things I think I've ever seen as a Browns fan. Yeah, it was the icing on the cake, man. That was. <laughs> it was. Uh, and then Juju just sitting there after talking all that crap during the week. That was it was just amazing, man. This this team's this team backed up their talk. The Steelers didn't and the Browns did. The Browns not only backed up their talk, but well it's you actually can't even say that because the Browns are where they didn't even talk. Because right. as a professional athlete, you should know that no matter what you do, you don't give your opposition anything. You don't give right. them any bulletin board material. And Juju just wouldn't stop talking. I'll be honest. You waited for an extra guys. No, I'm a fan of Juju. It just, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm a fan of Juju. But after tonight and after this week, I think that is, I was a fan of Juju. He just needs, like, I feel like as a grown man, you should know to just be smart. Why would you ever say something to a reporter that you know is going to be all over Twitter that you know is going to be made in the video. Why would you ever say, I'm not scared of the Browns. They're the same old Browns. Like, to a, why would you ever say that to a grown? I'll, I'll admit it. The, Craig already swore. I'll, why would you ever say that to a grown, another grown-ass man? Right. Especially an NFL player. You know that's yeah. going to get them ripped up. Why? Why would you ever do that? And we, we saw we see it after the game. I, I don't know how many people I saw Jarvis tweet about it. I'll take it. Um, I think uh, Will's GJ Will's it, it it motivated them, man. It I know people going into the game saying, "Oh, they don't need motivation for a playoff game." But hey, anything, any they use anything to to motivate them, man. And that that did yes. <laughs> that pissed yes. me off. And there's one thing to like make bulletin board material out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing to make it out of something that he is literally intending to do. Like if Juju, 
Like, I know this is way for next year thing, too. If he was just dancing just to celebrate a win, that's not technically a bulletin board material. You can get mad at that. You can use that as motivation, per se. Mm-hmm. But it's not really bulletin board material. But when he started talking crap about the Browns, I I just I just don't get it. Like, someone has to talk to Juju and just be like, dude, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's but, it, hey, it so weird. <laughs> enough about the freaking Steelers. We need right. to talk about the Browns. I'm, I could literally go – I can pull an all-nighter just talking about the Browns. No, no joke. Um, it's, yeah, it's amazing. The offense, without Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, their leader, their play caller, without Joel Botonio, their leader, their pro bowler, without – I mean, there were like two other offensive linemen that got hurt. I know Craig alluded to this during his unbelievable, amazingly awesome – intro that I don't know if I technically believe this Baker said after the game that he introduced himself to an offensive lineman that played tonight prior to the game. Let's be honest. They probably got introduced to each other prior to tonight, but even so (laughs) there was an offensive lineman that was on a practice squad that just contributed in the first playoff win in 26 years. And keep in mind the Browns were without the offensive line coach, Bill Callahan who's the best offensive line coach in the NFL. They were without their assistant offensive line coach, and they had an assistant to the staff coaching the offensive line with all these injuries, and they still dominated the offense to do this. Yeah, it's it was an unbelievable performance by the offensive line. Um, just Michael Dunn stepped up. He, he had a really freaking good game. <laughs> He has. He's never had any full experience. Um, and then, I'll continue to say this. I think I said this yesterday too. Michael Dunn. You could have totally made up that name, and I'd be like, <laughs> he played really well. Right. Right. And then Blake Hans, like I, the guy was signed two weeks ago. Hey guys, that's another creative player in the in Madden. That's another creative player. Whatever name that just was, Blake something. That's another creative player. Continue. Right. And and we lost uh, Conklin at. Maybe like midway through the second, I think it was. Um, so they they had Kendall Lamb at, at right tackle. It, it was just amazing. They never lost a step. Um, T.J. Watt didn't have a game. Didn't really make a act. Uh, hey, so much for that defensive player of the year doing literally nothing in the team's biggest game of the year. All right, continue, Jack. Yeah. You again. <laughs> it, it was it was amazing. Like. Going in, we talked about it on uh, yesterday that the interior was going to be a problem, and it wasn't. They kept Cam Hayward down. They kept Tuit down. Um, they were able to do anything they want on offense, pretty much. They were able to run the ball, uh, especially early on, and then uh, late in the game, just making the big passes. They weren't getting to the quarterback. It was it was just an amazing performance. Kudos to those guys just getting ready. Uh, next man up. We say it all the time, next man up, and they showed it today. That Hold on. I'll interrupt you. By next man up, he needs next, 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 next. man up. Right. We're, we're, we're four, what, four deep on, on guard now <laughs> because we had the starter out, and then we had the backup out, and then we had the, the backups backup out. And <laughs> We had to go in with the practice squad player. It was just amazing performance, and it it showed that the the 
uh, coaches were ready for it. So they the their game plan to get the ball out of Baker's hand was just awesome. Um, it, it never was a problem. The pass rush was never a problem. Uh, we saw in the first first matchup where the Browns really struggled with that, and uh, today it was just they they were ready for it. It was it was amazing to see. Uh, even without our head coach, we outcoached the other side again. And like the Browns beating the Steelers is one thing. The Browns out coaching the Steelers, an organization yeah. and franchise that I think has had three head coaches since like freaking the 1800s. It seems like. Like, seriously, I'm not joking, by the way, when I say that. Um, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Kevin, okay, I've, some people will say that Kevin Stefanski, like the Browns did well without Kevin Stefanski, which proves that the assistant coaches are good. But I feel like tonight proved just how good Kevin Stefanski is, even though he watched the game in his basement on his TV, just like we did. Right, yeah, he he got him ready. He, even even though he wasn't there, he got him ready. He the the culture we talk about culture. The Browns have not had a culture in I don't know how many years, but <laughs> there hasn't been any culture in the Cleveland right. Browns. It's, it's been a losing culture, it's basically but, like a turnover losing culture. But yeah, yeah, and it showed that culture matters, man. He, he, we had how many? So many guys out. The past three uh, three weeks, and they didn't make any excuses. We talked about it yesterday. They they didn't talk at all this week. They just said, "Hey, we're ready. We're getting ready for whoever whoever will be on the roster, ready to go next uh, on Sunday." And and they showed it. They they uh, they didn't take any excuses, and they just stepped up. Whoever was on the field was going to step up, and it's it's amazing to see. Yeah, it's almost like the Browns. Prior to tonight's game, it's almost like the Browns were the team that's been winning this whole time, and the Steelers were the team that's been like mediocre and losing because the Browns acted like they've been here before, and the Steelers, I mean, specifically Juju Smith Schuster, acted like he hasn't been here before. Right. Yeah. How many how many mistakes did the Steelers make in just just the first quarter? Like footwork. <laughs> I still uh, no, yeah. Okay, that's a perfect segue into this. That first quarter was probably well. It no. Do you know what? It will. It, it will go down best. as the best quarter in my lifetime as Browns fan. It was like I don't know how he beat that. Like it's twenty-eight to nothing at the first quarter. Like Pouncy. Like <laughs> I like just sat down and I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" I know. Dude, I was like. like Browns take a seven zero lead. If you would have, I know someone tweeted this too. If you would have told me that the Steelers would have five offense, offensive possessions in the first quarter, I would have said, "Well, I'm probably going to bed early tonight because the Browns are getting dominated." Right. Yeah, it's it was amazing. We talked about it yesterday starting out quickly, and they freaking started out quickly, man. They they were the defense. Kudos to the defense. I know they kind of kind of. Return to Earth in the second half, but that first half, man, kudos to them, man. They were they were just flying to the ball, um, attacking, uh, pressuring the quarterback, um, and then just making plays in the secondary, which we have not seen. <laughs> we have not seen this year uh, for the most part. It was awesome to see them just um, really playing aggressive, as we were talking about, uh, playing aggressive, getting after them, um, and forcing them to make plays and. Big Ben showed that he was not ready for it. 
All right, let's be honest though. Big Ben, we were, were acting like he had a horrible game. He had 501 passing yards and four touchdowns. I mean, I feel he like we that's true. It's amazing to say that a quarterback that just passed for 501 yards and four touchdowns had a bad game, but he did. And it's because he had four interceptions against right. the Browns defense. That is bad. I mean, it's, there's no other way to put it. They're really, really bad. If you yeah. allow them to get four interceptions plus a fumble recovery for a touchdown, you're not going to win the game. It's as easy as that, especially yeah. when you have an offense, a Browns offense that has Baker, who rarely turns the ball over, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who just made you look like little girls tonight. Right. It's. Yeah, they he a guy who threw five hundred one yards at a terrible, terrible game. He was he was shown to be old and ready I'll to get I'll never get over that. Right. Like it's still I know the four interceptions are bad, but how often I mean I loved how when was the last time a quarterback passed for five hundred yards and four touchdowns in <laughs> a game, let alone a postseason game, and we're saying how bad he looked tonight. Right. And the most perfect thing. Is he was crying at the end of the game. It was like a per. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. It's like, it was like if if I were to frame a picture in my basement <laughs> for being a Browns fan, it might just be Big Ben crying on the sidelines. Right, right. Seriously, all the all the pain we've gotten from Big Ben, that might be like if he retires this season. Like I'm, I'm just gonna remember it from that now. Like him crying on the sideline and throwing four picks against this. Terrible defense that we have. It's just awesome to see. Um, couldn't happen to a worse guy. Um, I just, I just love that um, the defense is ready to go. Um, they did what we were we were talking about <laughs> yesterday. I know we keep harping on it, but they they forced them to win the game passing it. Uh, the run game was non-existent, um, and, called and that Big Ben just showed up and did not was not ready. Although Big Ben had a horrible game, and even as a Browns fan, because I'm a Cleveland fan and I'm used to it, them being up 28 nothing, I was still like, shit, how are they going to lose this game? <laughs> I know. We were all like that. <laughs> like, it's it's just in our DNA. They could be they could have really like five touchdowns. So. True. Good yeah, I, think, I saw someone tweet this during the game, too. It was, what would be the most comfortable lead to have for the Browns for you to like, be like, all right, they won? I don't think there's a real number. I don't think there is. Like, like maybe okay. infinity, maybe infinity to zero. That, I don't know. I, the only time I got really comfortable is when they they got that the fourth interception and then caught the field goal. It's like okay, Taki, I think Taki. we got it. Taki you know, Taki, you know, up again. Taki Taki's name is so awesome to say, and it's even better to say when you say Taki had the game clinching interception to beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Amazing. And we're on to Kansas City, man. This is I can't believe this is <laughs> 2021 is I was team yeah, for a couple weeks ago I was team anyone but Kansas City. I'd like to paraphrase or I'd like to say that and say that I was only talking about the first round. Whatever happens from here on out, I am ecstatic as I mean even even tonight, yeah. lost. Given the players that were out, given the coaches that were out, if the Browns would have lost, I would have been like, "That was one hell of a season." But now, yeah. whatever happens, happens. Everything yeah. from here on out is just icing on the cake. Right. The Browns, you could not have asked for a better season from the Cleveland Browns. 
he couldn't. Like t- today was just we. I wouldn't have been like if they got blown out. I wouldn't have been surprised. Like this team has so many injuries, so many things going against them, um, and it just showed that all the fight they have, man. They they really show that they're a team with a uh, with a really good culture and a good uh, just a great. It's it's just a great locker room that was ready to fight and not give up and not give in to the excuses. It's it's such and a such a breath of fresh air. Everything you just said tells you why Kevin Stefanski is the guy. I mean, it, prior to tonight, even without him being in Pittsburgh, we already knew that Kevin Stefanski was the guy. But tonight verifies that the fight, the culture. Just like guys believing that they're going to go out there and win. When was the last time the Browns, you could literally say Browns players believe that they're going to go out there and win a playoff game, let alone against Pittsburgh, let alone in Pittsburgh. You couldn't say that for years. It's been, well, the Browns are expected to lose. Why, why would anything else happen? That speaks so much to Stefanski. And I hope right now he is 15 beers deep because he deserves it. Seriously, he deserves it. He just had to watch a game, the biggest game in since 1999, one of the biggest. From his basement. After yeah, after leading the Browns to an 11 to 5 record and in pit and had to play in Pittsburgh, he just had to watch the game by himself in his basement because he has COVID-19. I mean, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have had to do that because if he had COVID-19, I mean, that's a legit thing. We all know that. But I could only imagine the things that was going through his head. Right. I was suffering as a fan. I was suffering as a fan wishing I could be at that game, just in the stands, let alone Kevin Stefanski on the freaking sidelines. I know. I I, I just would have been – I would have loved just to have a live stream of that room. I just want to see what his reactions were, especially after that start. I, I couldn't imagine what he was feeling. I um, feel like – I'd like to put this picture in my head of he was doing the Corvette Corvette TikTok dance all night long. <laughs> I hope so. Man. That was great. Uh, I I just <clears throat> so I, if you ever think of the Corvette Corvette dance, I hope everyone listening thinks of Stefanski doing it now and not Juju. <laughs> that, that's my goal tonight. That is that's a good goal. <laughs> seriously, I mean the game plan. I'd, obviously, Van Pelt deserves plenty of credit. Oh yeah, you couldn't have drawn up a better game plan offensively than what they did tonight. Right? Yeah, it was it was a complete a complete um, just a complete team uh, effort on offense. The run game was great. Uh, the pass game was great. Hey, what did we talk about? Getting the screens, <laughs> and we saw. We saw Nick Chubb take it all away. Um, we we talked about how Nick Chubb was probably going to get. On, hold on, I'm going to interrupt you. It's amazing what happens when they throw a screen pass. All right, go on. It's amazing, yeah, and it's amazing how you uh, if you use Nick Chubb, things out well for you <laughs> um, because they 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 show that they were heavy. They're going to heavily use uh, Nick Chubb, and he was. Is great once again. Um, it was just a and shout out to one one other guy. It was probably the one of the biggest uh, players in the game was Jarvis Landry. He he made the biggest catches in the game. Um, 
multiple in the second half where just a big third down conversions. Um, and then obviously that first touchdown uh, or the second touchdown, um, that was, it was just a, it was a great game by him. Um, it just showed he's one of those culture guys um, where it, I, I feel like the t- what, how well he plays, the team plays too. It, it a, he was, he was on a game. Yes, yes absolutely. I mean, I I can, we can literally go on and on about, I don't it's, this is just such an unreal feeling that I, a feeling that I've really never felt before. I guess maybe three year old or four year old Josh felt that, but, <laughs> but oh almost thirty year old Josh doesn't remember that feeling, and yeah. it's it's awesome. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I know we have we have plans for next weekend, man. <laughs> like how how crazy is that? Yeah, and and the, Sunday, the at round. Sunday, yeah, Sunday at five, Kansas City. Versus the defending champs. Bring it on, man. I don't oh, Speaking of 305, thank goodness. Because I'm going to – my you alarm is 540 in the morning. And it is 1235, and there's no chance I'm going to bed anytime soon. And I'd say, like, oh, I can I can go take a nap after work tomorrow. Oh, no, just Ohio State National Championship game. No big deal. Another late night. <laughs> it's going to be a – yeah, it's – but it's gonna be fun nights, man. I, I just this is if Ohio this is awesome. State, I'll knock on wood right now. If Ohio State wins tomorrow night, this might go down besides the Cavs, June nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. It will go down as the best twenty seven hour stretch in Cleveland sports history. Yeah, I would say so. Well for now <laughs> like until the Browns win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. now, it'll go down as the best 27 hour stretch in Cleveland sports history. Yes, besides 2016. Yes, I, I yes. would agree with that. Um, it was just, it's just a feeling that I've, we've never had before, man. It's it's so fun, man. Uh, we're, we're watching playoff football in Cleveland. It's just, I, I, I can't just stop. I, I can't stop smiling, man. Seriously, I can't either. Like, we, I, like I am so hyped up. I, it's just like my adrenaline just going. I can only imagine how hyped up those players are, especially for a guy like Jarvis who came here. He knew what he was doing. I mean, we, the Waiting for Next Year Twitter account tweeted out that video that was on Hard Knocks. He knew what he was getting into when he came here, and he wanted to change the culture. He wanted to be the leader. He wanted to be the guy that led the Browns to tonight. Let's be honest. He wanted to be the guy that led the Browns to a playoff win. I know that you can say, well, they have bigger goals, blah, 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 blah. It's the Browns. A playoff win? Imagine if things were normal in life. Imagine what would be going on in downtown Cleveland right now. Just crazy. It would be. That's one of the downsides, man. I just I can't imagine what the city would be right now. Uh, I, I, I remember I, I, 2016. So yeah, and I know everyone's like, "Oh, it's just one playoff win," but we're talking about a team that was 0-16 three years ago. Three years ago, yeah, three, not one, not two, three. Only three years ago, they were 0-16. One of 31. Realize how tough it is to go 0-16. The Jets. Adam Gase doing this. <laughs> That's couldn't even go 0 oh, 16. They were horrible. They were led by Joe Flacco this year. It is hard to go 0 16. The Browns were yeah. 0 16 three years ago, and they are 
one of eight teams remaining in the NFL playoffs today. Like, I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. I keep talking. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's like you're thinking. It's like a dream, man. It's it's amazing. Um, I just can't get over that performance today. They they just they really stepped up, man, and just had one of the best games they've ever had. Um, they took it to them, and it was. I just yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm a loss for words too, man. It's just amazing. Amazing, amazing. I like how we're saying that we're at a loss for words, but I can guarantee you we've been talking for 27 minutes now. I can guarantee you we're going to be talking for like another 20, but we keep saying <laughs> that we're at a loss for words. Got a lot of podcasting, but seriously, I am truly – I don't even know what to say anymore. Tonight, I can only imagine how it feels to win a freaking Super Bowl if this is how I feel after winning one playoff right. game. I know. I can't. <laughs> I know. We, it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I, I know. I I can't even imagine. I can't even go there right now. But, yeah, uh, okay, we'll get back to the game, though. Back to the game. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, 21 of 34, 263, three touchdowns, no interceptions like wow. usual. Yep. Yeah. That's if you were to tell me, it's amazing. Freddie Kitchens, I love you. But it is amazing how much you ruined Baker Mayfield last year. Oh, my God. Yeah. He – it, it's just a, a complete turnaround from last year. Um, he's now one of the best at not throwing interceptions in the league. I think he has the longest streak going, actually, I think. No, I, I think he did, but then he threw an he interception did. recently, either last week or two weeks ago. But oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's amazing. He, he's got, what, one pick in, in quite a while. Um, and it, it, he, his stats would have even been better if, if they made the catches today. It was just, he was picking them apart late in the game. Um, he has full command of the offense and it was, it was just awesome to see. Um, I, I, I can't get over that. We have a, a franchise quarterback. He showed today that this kid, this kid's going to be here for a while. Yeah. I, I know Emily Mayfield Baker's wife put something on Instagram this moment. It, it was something prior to the game, like this moment is what you dream of six pertaining to Baker. And it is. And he just made, I mean, let's, let's be honest. He just made himself millions of guaranteed dollars tonight. He did. Yeah, it was, he outperformed a hall of fame quarterback by a mile, quite frankly. It, it was, it was stark how the difference between the quarterbacks were, um, Baker was clean throughout the game. There's not many, not many passes that were inaccurate or off target. Um, the most of the incompletions were pretty much on the, on the receiver and the tight end. So it's just, yeah. And, and he made a big time run too. So it was, he was using his full repertoire, um, against them. And it was, it was great to see this. He's, you can tell he's, He's really seeing the field really well, really running this offense uh, the way that uh, Stefanski wanted him to run it, and um, they're just—it's just moving so well. It's—and I'm excited to see him go against the best quarterback in the league. So next week, and it's going to be a fun shootout. Uh, yeah, if you thought any game was going to be a shootout, I think next week it could honestly be first game forty. <laughs> I know the Browns just scored 40, 48 points tonight, 48-37. But if the Browns 
I'd say there's like a 99.9% chance that if they want to beat Kansas City next week, they have to put up at least 48. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like seriously, it's no. I'm like I'm not joking. I know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one, man. But I, I'm excited. It's two of the best young quarterbacks in the league, and you're and you have one of them. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? Is Cleveland's got a quarterback that's gonna be one of the top ones in the league, and, and um, he's got another big test next week. Um, but I I. I'm not betting against them, man. These guys are – they're playing together. We're playing as a team. And when you do that, special things can happen. And do you know what's even better is all these guys that have COVID are going to be back well, next week. You're going to have Denzel Ward back. You're going to have Kevin Stefanski back. You're going to have your five assistant co- – it seemed like they're without all their assistant right. coaches tonight. You're going to have all those right. assistant coaches back. You're going to have Hodge back. I'm I'm just like going through the list. You're gonna have Petonio back. You're gonna have Kevin Johnson back. The Browns. There's a this very good chance that the Browns, for the first time in a very long time, will be at full yeah. strength next week. Right. This is like the, the healthiest defense. Way, I just knocked on wood. If I just jinxed any of that, I'm sorry. I just knocked on wood. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, we have not seen the defense healthy. I, I don't think all year. I think there's been at least one guy out. So if they can get everybody back, it's going to be awesome. Um, a full, especially against Kansas City, we need all the cornerbacks we can have. Yeah. So uh, against Kansas City, you can allow Mahomes. I mean, let's be honest, Mahomes is going to get what he gets. I mean, yeah. he's Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the league by a mile. Okay, no, okay, I apologize. Maybe not by a mile. Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good. Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good. And you know what? Baker Mayfield is pretty damn good, but he's not on the yeah. level of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Or, okay, yeah. but we'll go. Patrick Mahomes is going to get what he gets, but you need to force turnovers just like you did tonight. If you can force two or three turnovers, that's game changing. Allow mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I guess I don't want to say allow him to beat you, but he's gonna be able to get what he wants especially against this defensive backfield you just have to force turnovers and i it can't even be like a bend but don't break because the browns are gonna bend so much that they probably will break <laughs> yeah. but just, you have to get some lucky turnovers even if it's like tonight even if it's a bad snap that you recover in the end zone for a touchdown even if it's tacky tacky going in pass coverage, and somehow Big Ben not even seeing him, even though he was literally standing there the entire time <laughs> and getting an interception. You need to create turnovers next week if you want to win. Yeah, it's it's going uh, to be sort of similar to what the game plan was going into this week. Obviously, the quarterbacks are a stark difference, but um, you can't let their run game beat you. It's got to be – you got to let – you got to make Patrick Mahomes beat you with obviously he can by himself, um, but you you got to you can't let the run game um, help out uh, Patrick Mahomes at all. And then you got to stay clean. The turnover battle will be huge uh, next week, um, especially yeah. You can, against Kansas City, if you turn the ball over, they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna kill you. Um, they can they can score quickly. Um, and and deficits are nothing to them if they're down what they really are. Tonight's twenty-eight zero lead was like a, oh man the Browns still haven't won yet. I think 
to it be comfortable against It would have been tied at halftime. <laughs> yeah, I think against the Kansas City Chiefs, you'd have to be up like 100 to nothing to be comfortable. Right. It, like, they did it against, like, great teams last year and, and made it look easy. So, yeah, it's it's no lead is going to be safe next week. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, I, I think this is going to be a big shootout, and they're going to have to – they're just going to have to outscore them. And uh, you bet in, no matter what the over under is, bet the over. over. <laughs> if it's ninety nine, bet the over. Yeah, so they almost they almost got the over. I think at halftime today. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the. I mean, I we probably shouldn't talk about betting too much on this podcast, but I think the percentage of money was a lot on the under because they didn't think. I mean, let's be honest. No one saw the Browns scoring twenty eight points in the first quarter. And they didn't see the Browns' offense doing that well because the offensive line was in shambles, and they were without their play caller. Yeah, I think that Vegas made a lot of money tonight on the Browns winning outright and on the game going over. So kudos yeah. to Vegas. I mean, right. they they're already making billions. So kudos to them for making even more money. Right. Yeah. It was, and it was pretty much decided by the uh, end of the half, first half. Um, oh yeah, wait, wait. Be- Say that now, Joe. We were not no, saying I mean, that. I mean, I mean the over, over, under. Oh, obviously, not the game. Yeah, the game was no. The game wasn't enough. over until the fourth quarter. True. The game um, wasn't over. Yeah, it. It's I, gonna I, be fun, man. It is, and if we thought that Browns were playing with house money this week, given that they were eleven and five, they already over exceeded expectations. They were without offensive linemen, they were without their head coach, they were without their play caller, wide receiver, both cornerbacks. Yeah. Keep in mind, they were not only without both cornerbacks tonight, but given the fact that Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit haven't played this year, they were literally without their four best defensive backs tonight. Just keep yeah, that in mind. I'm making excuses. Right. Bad the past defenses, but they were without their four best defensive backs tonight. And Ronnie Harrison really didn't play a lot today, um, so I think he was kind of not fully healthy. So, yeah, this team—it's amazing how much injuries they fought through and still are keep going forward and winning. It's it's amazing to see how much they've overcome. But yeah, this this week. Um, we we saw a lot of people not think where he had a chance this week, uh, this past week. Uh, there's going to be uh, absolutely no one. Shout out to Sam Pounder. She was the only yeah. one on the NFL pregame that picked the Browns. Go on, Joe. And, and shout out to Kendrick Perkins, former Cavs, former oh, great Cavs. Cavs lifer. Cavs lifer. Cavs and Shaq. Don't forget Shaq, man. Shaq was a lifer too. Um, if we, we could go. Talk about going on for hours and hours. We can go on and on about hours and hours about Cavs lifers. Sean Marion. Can't wait. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sean Marion. That is out of freaking left field. Andrew Bogut. <laughs> oh, that one game was just epic. <laughs> Man, we went down. How did we go on this tangent? But, um, yeah, yeah, going back it, to the Browns. Yeah, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be a game where uh, no one thinks you're going to win. No, no zero, like, zero, zero. Like you're not even going to get Sam Pounder. <laughs> you're just, like no one's going to be on your side. And I think this team thrives in that. They showed today it, they thrive in that underdog um, underdog position. Um, Baker Baker's done that his whole career. Um, so it's going to be fun to see this team fight next week. I. 
Yeah, them playing with house money. Baker Mayfield being an underdog, he's proven that just like you said, he's proven all his career, whether it's as an underdog, as a starter, whether if it's as a backup, whether if he's being doubted, he succeeds. I know that's easy to say sometimes because yeah. if you have, if you have doubters, you're going to prove them wrong. Yeah, but with Baker Mayfield, yeah, he's he's been doubted his whole life, and now. I know even pre-draft he said he was asked a question about the, being drafted by the Cleveland Browns potentially, and he said, I'm the guy for the job. I'm the guy that can turn this team around. I'm the guy that can turn the Browns into a winning football team. And I'm the guy that – I mean, he just said that he was the guy. And it is January 11th, 2021. Wow, it is 2021. It is January 11th, 2021. And I can officially say that Baker Mayfield is that guy. Right. Yeah. We're, we're what we're in the second week of the playoffs and we're still alive, man. It's, it's, it's shown that uh, he's he uh, right. Man. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh my gosh. I am like, I am like, hyper. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. We're going on what I am. I really am. But yeah, I I hope someone on the Browns. I know they went on Instagram live after the game, and Jarvis Landry had a kind word for Juju. That is not appropriate to say on this podcast, but he had a kind word for him, so I'm sure it's on Twitter somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean Juju made the bed, and now he has to lay in it. I mean it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I saw this stat actually looking it up right now. This is the, the we talked about the Browns offensive line just stepping up. This is the first game the Steelers haven't had a sack since January of 2018. Like that's crazy. Like now, had two backup quarters. The line that literally was playing a guy that hasn't <laughs> but, practiced. The Browns. And, they didn't even, and then another guy that had to come in and they didn't even know his name. Like I really think, like some of them had to like, oh, I what's your name you. again? I bet you some of them they made up his name, guaranteed. I guarantee some of the receivers, like because they don't probably talk as much. Like I guarantee they don't know who I was. <laughs> but man, he I just stepped in. Yeah, I know we talked about this prior to this pot or at the beginning of this podcast, but the Browns were without their head coach, who is also their play caller. Without their offensive line coach, who's the best offensive line coach in the NFL, without their assistant offensive line coach, their assistant offensive staff coach or something was filling in on the offensive line. They're without their leader on, and pro bowler on the offensive line, and they were literally going like five deep, and the offensive line still dominated against a team that had Cam Hayward. I know they don't have Bud Dupree and Devin Bush, who are two huge losses to the Steelers. But they did. They allowed Baker to do what Baker does best, which is to have a clean pocket. And not only that, but they created holes for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out physical. Is that even a word? Out physical. The we'll Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's defense. When was the last time we could ever say that a Cleveland player was more physical than the Pittsburgh player, especially right. in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I talked about it in the game, but like the Browns were the more physical team. They were dominating the trenches on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. Um, and I, I can't believe that Cam Hayward was non-factor. 
Like, he was literally a non-factor. The only time I saw him was when they showed him on the sideline. <laughs> like, he did and not see As an offensive lineman, if your name's not called, that means you're doing a great job. As a defensive lineman, if your name's not called, just like Cam Hayward's wasn't tonight, you're doing a horrible job. And right, I know yeah. he's a foreign buck guy. I've been keeping track of his career. He's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. I mean, there's no – he is. And what the Browns' interior offensive line was able to do, especially without so many guys, I mean, it's next man. Like I said, it's next, 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 next man up. Yeah, it's it's simply amazing what they did. That it just shows you what coaching matters, man. It, they they were ready. Like that that shows like coaching. You talk about like player development and all that. You don't see it. But this, today is is an example of what coaching can do. They were ready to go in. Um, he didn't. He has never played before. <laughs> he this is his first year on the team. Um, and then the other guy, uh, Blake, was been here two weeks, and they were ready to go. They were ready to step in, um, perform their duty, and they did a hell of a job. And it's kudos to them. They. <laughs> Whoever, whenever this coronavirus ends and all this, uh, those guys deserve a they deserve a drink, man. On on the city, man. This is they stepped up. To say stepped up, what I think would even be an understatement. They right. played out freaking minds. They did. It's it's. I mean, I know great. Next gen stats from ESPN tweeted out that Baker Mayfield wasn't pressured tonight. Our own Michael Bodie said that he was pressured once. I can't remember. But even if he was only pressured once when he dropped back, like we said, with what they had to deal with in the offensive line, plus not – like I feel like an offensive line coach, especially when it comes to backups and adjustments, is like huge. Like you need the offensive line coach to be there. And to, for them not to have their offensive line coach or assistant and to still go out there and do that, even with minimal practice, even with – I mean, obviously the offensive line knew Baker's name, but even if Baker didn't know theirs, I mean, there's like no other word. You can't say enough kind words about just what the adversity they dealt with and to see how they came through with it. Yeah, it's and I see. I'm seeing right now uh, the the line is already ten for next week. Um, Perfect. Already on the TV in the locker room. I know, right? It's it's just Browns plus ten. Just have it in big letters: Browns plus ten. Yeah, it plays right into plays right into what they've been been preaching all year. Just fighting, not caring what the outside world says, and just playing the underdog role is what they do, man. And they've been <laughs> unbelievable. I, I can't. I I literally can't wait for next week. And like we said, they're literally this week. They were doing it too. Given the situation, given the fact that they were at 11 to 5. Next week, they're literally playing with house money. They can go out there. They have zero pressure. They can get right. blown out. Or let's be honest, people are going to expect them to get blown out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they have no pressure. We talked about it this week. They had no pressure. They have absolutely zero pressure. <laughs> like, who, who the heck is going to pick the Browns to be the, the defending champions against the best quarterback in the league? Like, I'll no one. As a Browns fan, I think I would even call you pretty stupid if you were to pick the Browns. If you were like in a, an official pool 
where like you had to pick every like game. You right? had money on the game. Yeah, I, think I would call you pretty stupid to pick the Browns to beat. The <laughs> I mean, if right. you pick them to beat the spread, all right, that's one thing. If you pick them to win straight up, like I don't see anyone picking them. I, I'll be honest, I literally do not see anyone picking the Browns. And that's what they. And that's fine with them, man. They're I, that's why I love this team, man. They're they're just gonna they don't care what anybody says, um, and that's why it gives me it gives me a, a thought. Like I know it's way back in my mind, but anything can happen, man. It's this team can make anything happen, and that's why it's gonna be fun next week. Oh my gosh, if they, I don't know. <laughs> that's not what you're thinking about. next week. And the game will probably be over about like well freaking today. If it's oh. like like tonight, the game will be over at like nine PM for a three oh five game. <laughs> I think we'll be able to podcast for easily an hour and a half. Yeah. The only thing the only thing negative going against the Browns right now is that we have the Tony Romo Nance uh Tony Romo booth, and uh, we've not had a good showing with that booth. But let's hope let's hope we can flip that around. Yeah, we're gonna go on on a tangent again. I wish next week's game was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Those, I didn't really listen to the game; I had it on mute. But those slime cannons when there was a touchdown were oh, all. And with the game next week, where there's going to be a lot of touchdowns, I want those slime cannons. I do too. That was. They they need to do all games on Nickelodeon. Sure. I don't care if it's not on Nickelodeon. Buy the rights to those freaking slime cannon graphic designs <laughs> and put them like those. It has to be so easy. And then SpongeBob. I mean, this is a huge tangent right now. SpongeBob being the field goal guy. <laughs> that was awesome, man. The graphics. Like the all we need is Tommy and Chucky to like be running on the field after a first down. <laughs> Seriously, you can go. Now that Nickelodeon did that as a first game, and they know that people loved it, oh, they're never gonna go back. Backs to that. <laughs> like the first goal, the first, uh, the first down line was awesome. It was like a moving slime yeah. thing. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I need Nickelodeon graphics on every single game. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. It, I it just looked better. Like <laughs> some of them, like on CBS and Fox, are just like boring and. You get that cool thing, like freshen up. I, I want to see that. That would be <laughs> quite awesome. I need those slime cannons in my life more often. We are on Nickelodeon, or we are on CBS next week, so maybe there is a, a dual. Makes me like that. I legit thought that. Would you say that? I legit thought. I know. Thinking next week. That was like tangent one hundred of this podcast tonight, but. I know yesterday I said that the Browns, if the Browns want to win, they have to win the time of possession. And I couldn't be more wrong because I said like 40, I said like 38, 22, which is, I don't know why I even said that. That is like a huge difference. Um, The Browns had the ball for 27 minutes compared to the Steelers, 33 minutes. I think in the first quarter or in the first half, it was like 20 to 10. And, in the first half, Pittsburgh outgained Cleveland 200. I think it was 224 to 214. And the Browns were up 35 to 10. Yeah. I mean, if you would have if you would have told me the stats tonight. Okay, I guess <laughs> if you said the stats, you have to include the turnovers. The if turnovers, you would have yeah. the stats, 
minus the turnovers, I would have said the Steelers won by 35. Right. Yeah, that that, that first quarter is just – it was just one for the books, man. I We've never seen it as Browns fans. I don't know if we'll ever see it again. <laughs> just, just it was a complete domination, and the, the they didn't have the ball that much because they were getting the ball at like half midfield or or even in, um, and and scoring on like three or four plays, uh, and it was they were just they were just simply dominating. It was it was easy for them. Um, They're making everything easy. And uh, I think that's – if you look at the rest of the game, I think it was more even. Um, but that first quarter just – I don't think the Browns held it. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was not – they did not hold it for very long. But they didn't need to because they just took care of business. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's just – I'll tell you the stats right now. Total yards, 390 to 553. Total plays, <laughs> 65 to 84. They had it was thirteen to fourteen drives. That is a lot. The Steelers averaged six point six yards a play compared to the Browns' six yards per play. I mean, five turnovers. Yeah. It was they won the turnovers five to zero. That's yeah. that's the game. That's the game right there. That's the game. Yeah, if turnovers can just kill you, it it just can. You can have a perfect game, but if you have two or three or more turnovers yeah, that can be your death nail and it was for pittsburgh they and they speaking it over of way too much speaking of turnovers can we just go back and watch big ben not fall on the ball the first play of the game when he could have <laughs> saved at least i mean even if it's a safety it's two nothing compared to seven nothing but he literally ran by the ball and then james counter like tried to slide i don't even know what he was doing and then tried sliding in it, and then the Browns player get it, and then Big Ben was like, oh, man, maybe I should actually go for this ball because we're going to lose it. Like, if <laughs> Big Ben, we, we, well, I can't talk. If we now know that Big Ben is broken, he just threw for 501 yards, but he's broken. Let's be honest. Yeah. But I think yeah. at that first play of the game, you could have said Big Ben is broken. When he didn't want to fall on the ball in the freaking playoff game. Yeah, you could tell he, he yeah, he was not going to, he was not going to take the risk of getting hit. Um, diving on it, getting contacted. Um, yeah, it that was definitely a sign of things to come from him. Um, he was not the same. He's not. He's not been the same this uh, this season. Um, and I don't know if this is it, but that'll be a hell of a way to go out, man. Browns kicked your ass in the last oh game. <laughs> so how does he then? I hope his Hall of Fame speech, because let's be honest, Big Browns would be a Hall of Famer. I hope his Hall of Fame speech has to do with losing <laughs> to the Browns in the playoffs to end his career because I feel like not many people would think that that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They'd be like, oh, no, there's no way you lost to the freaking Browns to end your career in the playoffs. Come <laughs> on, Big Ben. But yeah. I need also – I'm going to pronounce GIF because I say it's a hard G. It's not GIF. If Craig, if you're still listening, it is not GIF. It's not peanut butter. It's a GIF. I hope there's a GIF of Big Ben crying on the sidelines because I need that saved on my phone ASAP. <laughs> I hope it's like a Jordan Jordan crying face. Either Jordan crying or like if it's a video, it will be like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Seriously, I, if you're listening right now, 
please make that for me. If not, I'll do it once I get off uh, this podcast. But I need that, and I need that song overlaid with Big Ben crying in his hands, sitting by himself on the Steelers sidelines. It was one of the best, one of the best sights I've ever seen, man. That was just yeah, I feel it feels so unhuman, especially during these tough COVID times, to say that's one of the best sights I've ever seen as a Browns fan. But it's the freaking Steelers. It is one of the best sights <laughs> I've ever seen as a Browns fan. It really was. Like we've never seen that before. <laughs> we've never made them cry. Like, like seriously, that was I I'll never forget it, man. I'll never forget that see that framed. I wish there was a way. Do you know what? I'm going to get off on another tangent because it's 1.06 a.m. I wish there was a way to frame gifts because if there was, I would absolutely get Big Ben trying yeah. his hands on the sidelines in a frame picture and hang it all over my house. It would look right, really well right, right behind that white, right behind you on that white wall there. <laughs> and, and there's a Ohio State picture right here. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Right next to there. I think that would go for it. Oh man, I okay. That that's be a, that's my million dollar idea. I just trademarked it and copyrighted it, so no one else can steal it. That's listening, even though no one really listens to our podcast. But make gifts become real life and frame right. them. <laughs> that would oh, be awesome. That that would be awesome. And that would be the first. No, do you know what? I have to admit, as an Ohio State fan, my first one would be Trey Sermon. Last week, <laughs> that was yeah, that's a great one. No, that would be my first one, but the second one would be Big Ben trying in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I still, I, I'm at, I'm gonna hit a brick wall soon, just like these bricks that are behind us on this podcast. But <laughs> I am, I'm on such a high right now. Yeah. I, I still can't like it's one of those things that people like sometimes you're like, man, that was incredible or that was unbelievable. Tonight was literally unbelievable. You cannot believe, even if you used your imagination in a dream to say what would happen tonight, I don't think you would have dreamed of this. Right. Yeah. It's as the great LeBron says, this is unbelievable, man. This is <laughs> this is unbelievable. I can't I I can't. I can't get over that we're we're going into next week, man. It's it's amazing. Um, just the expectation. If you look back all the way to preseason week one, um, it, it just it's amazing how far how far we've gone uh, this season. The ups and downs and fighting through everything COVID's given us, and it's just. It's just been a bright, bright light in a in a in a lot of dark times, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. And I've been meaning to do this. There's been a lot of people commenting tonight. Ed Hodler, I'm sure you're not here anymore. Adam Farron, Brandon, Brandon Natale, Herbert Taylor. It's, I think this is this is by far the most counts we've ever had on one of our podcasts. But Joe Jacobs just checked in and said, "Most unlikely sportsman of our lives, Joe." I would like to say that, but I think we're caught up in the moment. Don't forget about 2016. I think is the most unlikely sports moment or sports win of our lives. We'll go second. I know it's the Browns. The Browns, like in tier, if we were to tier Cleveland sports, it'd be like tier one Browns, tier twenty Cavs, tier thousand Indians. 
<laughs> is that fair? Is that a fair assumption? But let's be honest. June 19th, 2016 is the most unlucky sportsman of our lives. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, yeah. I guess even that series, all that. We won't even discuss that, though. Tonight. Yeah. I don't this even... I, more, like, I know I said this in the preview last uh, yesterday. I said... I'm expecting them to lose, but I'm hoping they win. Like I, my hope is still, my heart still believe, believe that they could win, but given the COVID issues, I just didn't think they would. I was like, yeah. there was no it would be hard enough that they were at full strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I had did not see this coming tonight. I'll be, I'll, yeah. I did not see it coming. I, I thought they could win. I had no even thought of them just completely dominating. Like they 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 simply were dominating Pittsburgh. There was never I know it was close in Cleveland, Cleveland Browns fans hearts and minds. It was not oh, close. And it, it never was close. One hundred point win is close in Browns right. sports fans' lives. Come like on. in in NFL terms, it was never close. The it Browns was were where the score was a lot closer. Like if you were to watch the game, you would have said that was much bigger. Than an eleven point win for the Browns, but if you were just to look at the stats, you would be like, "Holy cow!" The Steelers only <laughs> lost by eleven. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you had to watch. It's like uh, you had to be there moment. You had to watch the game to see how the Browns dominated. And, and can we look back at the highlights and the stats? You would have said, "Well, the Steelers lost, and they lost by eleven. No way." <laughs> and shout out to the Browns for another garbage touchdown allowed. Really, really going in on the uh, port differential. <laughs> they just oh, they just I forgot about that. They no. just do not. They're back to a negative point differential again. They were at positive at halftime. Yeah, oh, I, I, would, I would love an update, so but yeah, I I know another when they, they still lose. No, seriously, <laughs> it, it, it's truly an art form what they did. The this Browns year. are a garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are twelve and five, one of eight teams remaining in the playoffs, and somehow, some way, have a negative point differential. That is, I, I feel like we've talked about this before too, but I think that that takes more skill. That's what I that, like. That's like Kevin Stefanski deserves the Coach of the Year just for that alone. Right. That's what I, I tweeted out earlier. It's an art form of how well they gave up garbage touchdowns this season. It's just amazing. There would be so many games that this year where it was pretty much out of – it was not in doubt anymore, But and then they would just give up a, a garbage touchdown. It was amazing. This It just it, it just adds to what this team is, has done this year. It's It's amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, there's no other way to put it. To be 12 and 5 in the second round of the playoffs and still have a negative point differential is truly unbelievably amazing. Almost as amazing as Craig's intro to this, which will never, ever, ever be topped. Never. That was. <laughs> that was amazingly beautiful. Like, I don't know if you can use those two words together, but I'm going to use them. That was amazingly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. If, I hope. If WFNY ever creates like a hype trailer, just like the Browns did, because theirs were fantastic, and Ohio State football theirs are unbelievable. If Manufacturer ever does one, it will start off with that. <laughs> that was yeah. That was that's a way to that's the best yeah. though. The best <laughs> is that he like did a mic drop and he like didn't even say all right, bye. He just left. 
He yeah. literally just left the screen. Right. Boom, gone. That's Craig for you, man. Yeah, so for those listening to the podcast, I guess it's it does enough just listening to it. But go back an hour Craig, and you had to see Craig's it. emotions. You had to see Craig's emotions and watch him and just go on waiting for the extra Facebook or go on our Twitter page or go on YouTube and just watch the first minute of our podcast and the other hour and three minutes as well. And just watch that intro because you'll absolutely love it. It's yeah, it's it's the best entrance of, of the uh, of the year so far. Let's hope it wasn't a jinx, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If by the way, if it was a jinx, Craig, if you're listening still, or if you listen to this podcast at a later time, you're never allowed on Browns Instant Insights WFM by podcast edition again. And, and and we will not take any any of the blame for the loss. True. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I forgot to say this at the beginning. One and zero. One and zero in the playoffs, and twelve and five lifetime record. Boom! It Boom. wasn't Kevin Stefanski. It was Josh and Joe all along. That's it. That's what we do here. We just keep winning. <laughs> all we do is win, 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 no matter what. Um, but yeah, I I'm truly at a loss. We're over an hour into this podcast, and I can still say that I'm truly at a loss for words to what happened in Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah, it's just awesome. Enjoy it, guys. This is, this is going to be another fun week, man. We're going to be the talk of the week. It's, oh, I, or, <laughs> by the way, shout out to Colin Coward for not only being a freaking troll, but somehow saying that because Baker was wearing his hat backwards during an interview, that the Browns are going to lose. That is literally the weirdest, most obsessed man I've ever seen to another sports player. Like, Baker could be like, Baker could show his nails and him be like, oh, he doesn't have enough white on some of those nails. The Browns are losing this week. It is such a weird, I mean, I feel like we would talk about this for hours. Man, we're not talking about the haters right now. Yeah, no. I have to. I'm Josh. I'm known to that, aren't I? At waiting for next year. Yeah, sure. But it's such a weird obsession that some of these national guys have with Brown, specifically Baker Mayfield, that they will just find a way to hate on him. And I know the Browns are one of eight teams left. They just beat Pittsburgh. They just made Big Ben cry in what could be his final game of his career. And there's still going to be guys that hate on Cleveland and the Browns this week and say that they were lucky to say that the Browns were just gave up 500 yards to Ben Roethlisberger and somehow still won. But as a Cleveland sports fan, enjoy that. And I'm right. going to again, enjoy that shit because it is awesome. It is. Yeah. Let them. That's all I say. Let them. I don't, who cares? But we're in the playoffs. When you <laughs> see national guys hating on the Browns, that means they're like good. Howard or if, Bill Simmons somehow doesn't put the Browns on like a most watchable games. This <laughs> just enjoy it. I know, and do you know what? I'll I'll act like I'm Josh Dolan here. Instead of enjoy him, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Indians. Josh Dolan. Josh Dolan. Oh my gosh, I would hate myself if I was. You Dolan. need to go to bed, man. <laughs> but seriously, enjoy this. Enjoy this week. No matter what happens next Sunday. Freaking enjoy the next seven days because it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I it, that's what I, I I say too. Enjoy tomorrow um, if you're a Ohio State fan. Um, oh my gosh! If Ohio State wins tomorrow, I don't think my. Do you know? I hope they win, 
but my heart can't handle this. <laughs> it would have been easier if the Browns blew out the Steelers tonight. Like by blowout, I mean like they dominated tonight. But like yeah. the game be over at halftime. Like you could have gone to bed and been like, "Oh yeah, the Browns won this." <laughs> but go through what I went through tonight again tomorrow night. My heart literally can't handle it, but I hope it happens again because you know how to win for it to be the best 27 hour stretch in Cleveland sports history besides June 19th, 2016. Yep, amen. I, I, I it's gonna be a fun one, should be a good game, yeah. And somehow we end this Browns podcast by talking about Ohio State, so I'm sure I'm gonna be hated on for that too. But seriously, <laughs> the Browns just beat the Steelers, they just made it. Let's be honest. It was an 11-point win, but they the Browns' offense just made it look easy. They just put up freaking 48 points in Pittsburgh. I don't care if there's no fans in the stands. You just yeah. you put up 48 points in Pittsburgh and made Big Ben freaking cry. No one saw that coming. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Browns fans, enjoy it. Enjoy the next seven days. It is 1.20 a.m. I'm off on another tangent again. I know Joe wants to go to bed. Enjoy it. If you need to get hyped up, if you're not ready to go to bed yet, go back and watch the beginning. Because Craig was unbelievable. There's no way to put it. But yeah, enjoy this. Enjoy this week. Enjoy this win. Have a good victory Monday tomorrow. And Joe and I will be back with you next Sunday at a much earlier time. It'll be like 6 7 o'clock p.m. with the 3.05 kickoff. Yeah, and we'll talk to you in seven days. Hopefully. Either way, I'm still going to be happy. Yep. But yeah, yep. thanks for joining us, guys, and go get some sleep. See ya. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 